Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 18 of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Today, we are going to talk about how to use plant reproductive strategies to guide your communications. Now, this is a really important aspect of how to work with plants and learn, in this case, from plants in order to help us become better communicators. And I mean, as a leader of your own life, whether you're talking about personal or professional, communication is the key to everything. How we communicate, who we communicate to, the techniques we use all enhance our ability to interact and express ourselves in the world. And that's why I thought it might be a good idea to talk about different strategies that plants use for, in this case, reproduction. That's mainly what we're going to use. Um, How they reproduce, which we can then use for either reproduction, to be honest, not reproduction in the physical sense, but reproduction in the sense of distribution or of promotion of any sort, AKA communication. Now this can also be adapted to use for your own personal communication, how you communicate with other people. Oftentimes I hear from my clients that communication goes awry or they don't know how to communicate something or worst case, they're talking about situations that are happening in their lives and more often than not, it's been a situation where the communication wasn't adapted to the situation um, that they were in. In other words, most of the time we think that we're supposed to use the same type of communication for everything. But in reality, there are many different ways that we can communicate and express ourselves and therefore use that communication in a much more effective way. And plants are, in some ways, if you can think about it, excellent communicators, right? Because not only do they have to receive, which we've talked about so much, the awareness of understanding what's going on in your environment, but then turning around and using Using that information for something is extremely important, and that's how plants communicate. As we know, plants communicate using many, many different techniques beyond what we do. I mean, they use chemical signatures, electrical signatures. Um, they use all forms of different uh, transfer of different nutrients. All of these are forms of communication. And we also have the ability to modify our communication and the way that we express ourselves or the way that we reproduce something that we are creating or promote something that we are creating. So there are two main strategies that plants use to reproduce that I think are really effective when it comes to reproducing, uh, reproducing, excuse me, communicating and or promoting sometimes even producing, but the production is based on what you really want to promote and um, share out to the world. And these are called our strategies and case strategies. Now, our strategies um, stand for rate. Rate is the distribution that you have or what the kind of strategy that you would use when you're in a very unstable environment. So you have to undergo something rapid. So you have to reproduce in a very quick way in order to try to find some form of stability. But in reality, you have no stable ground to um, apply for. And so therefore you have to use something that works very fast and that can cover a large area in order to ensure that it sticks to a larger number of people. And then there's something called a case strategy. 
case strategy it comes from a German word. I am going to butcher this word, but I will try. It's called Kapazität, which is capacity. And this is where you would have a very stable environment so you can take the time to really nourish whatever strategy you're going to use. So you would actually have, um, in the case of reproduction, fewer offspring and a relatively high level of survival. And so therefore you would take a much longer viewed approach at how that one or two offspring of whatever type it is, or the smaller number of offspring actually reach vitality. So our strategies are for unstable environments, or in the case of communication, unknown environments, where um, uh, case strategies are for environments that are much more stable, probably you're much more known. And also, to be honest, in some cases, when you're transferring it to a human perspective, you're talking about something that's very high. Um, one of them is very kind of cheap and broad, where one the other one is very higher in cost, whether that cost is energy or time or money, and much more narrow. But before we go through all of these, I want to take a minute to share with you one of our eco-conscious sponsors and partners. I think we can all agree that music is the true universal language. In fact, what we think of as language is actually musicality. And I would argue that plants may be the greatest composers of all. By using the music of the plants device, plants are now able to share their healing and communicate with us in a language we can understand. Music of the Plants now has different devices to experiment with, whether you're a musician looking to play along with your plant friends, a healer who wants to enhance their practice, or simply curious. In the show notes, you'll find a link to purchase the right device for you, such as this, Bamboo M. There are also all sorts of fun extras, such as downloadable interspecies music and plant music merchandise. So click on the link to the music of the plants in the show notes to discover how you can start making music with your plants today. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So let's move on. Let's talk about, let's start with case strategies, okay? Because state case strategies are what we as human beings probably know the best because we ourselves tend to use a case strategy. Now, we didn't always use a case strategy for reproduction. If you think about the 15th century, the 14th century, and everything before, women or couples in a sense had large amounts of children, right? 14, 15 children. Why did they do this? Because Many of them died. Either they died in childbirth or they died in the earliest years of their lives for many different reasons, which I won't go into because this is about plants, not about humans. But you understand that that was an R strategy from a human perspective. I have 14 kids and probably by the time they become adults, I really only end up with five or six, sometimes not even. And many of those can't reproduce themselves because of all the situations that are happening. So large amount of children in order to reach um, the, the goal of continuing on the lineage. Where instead, as, as now, where we are with modern medicine and with child um, childbirth 
losses or, or deaths really much lower in the developing in developed nations, then you have the perspective of having a small number of children, two, maybe three, because I know that those children are pretty much all going to survive. So the move from an R strategy to a K strategy. So this is the way that we think of it most often in that particular, just simple kind of mathematics of unstable environment, having a lot and a very stable environment having very little. But there is much more, there are many more nuances that the plants work with with this that we can use for ourselves. So when we look at a case strategy, we're looking at um, species that have a, they live relatively slowly, they reproduce really slowly, and they die pretty much older. So they can take the time and they can invest the energy in really caring for a single offspring or of bringing a single offspring into life. So they tend to have um, where the competition is much more important than the environment in the sense that it is something where you can take your time to nourish this one thing. You can invest in first building out your body. In other words, even think about it from the perspective of humans. We um, we now have can have children later in life when we're much more stable, when we can offer more and we can have less children because I'm investing in one child or two children, but I'm giving them a much richer life. And so this is the same thing that happens with plants. Plants have the possibility for plants such as oak trees, where maybe for the first 20 years of their lives, they won't produce any kind of acorn at all. And so therefore, that oak tree invests in the overall environment, in the relationship with all the different beings around, in their own body, in creating all of these aspects before the oak tree will produce any acorns that can then go off and become many little oak trees. Also, we see this um, kind of case strategy in, believe it or not, perennials, right? Perennials, because they survive multiple years coming back, they allocate a high proportion of their growth to the, to the plant parts, to what's called the vegetative parts. So to the way that the plant grows that enables them to access more resources and live longer over time. We see this with the way that they produce roots. They, they go very deep in the roots and they might have root systems that can bring up um, shoots in and of themselves. So like tubers and such as ginger or um, some kind, sometimes there are bushes. These perennials store in order to regrow after some pretty harsh conditions, right? There could be drought, there can be freezing winters, there can be disturbances. They basically invest a lot more in their body. And then they, from there, they can produce just a few shoots or a few other uh, rhizomes or bulbs, depending on which kind of perennials we're looking at. And really reproduce themselves in this slower way. Why do they do this? They do this because they know that the overall environment in which they're in, they've already got that space. They know that they have um, time because the conditions are pretty uh, harsh. So they know that they don't have to worry about competition from the perspective of, um, what's the way I'm looking for it? Basically, they can 
store everything in their organs and they know that if they themselves can take care of themselves and grow really well, then they are going to survive and going to be able to reproduce. So they can invest that time and that energy in themselves. Or even something like, I don't know, a redwood, right? You know, a tree that they really invest so much in their own body. And then from there are able to move, um, to grow and produce, but they produce very few other trees or other um, other trees that come from them because they don't have to produce a large amount. They're going to live over a long period of time. And so therefore they know that they can take up the space that is needed and only have a certain amount of children around them. In other words, to keep the competition at bay and to have a different relationship with the environment in which they're in. Therefore, case strategies are really great strategies to use when the environment around you is stable, where you are a known entity, where you understand what the competitive landscape looks like and where you can make investments in time and energy. This also means you have to have a really big payoff, right? So the perspective that such as a redwood or even a perennial in this case, the we know that the what's going to come back is going to give us, in other words, what is going to survive is going to be enough for me to carry on and pass on my genes. So in the environment of when it comes to communication, a case strategy um, experience or a case strategy communication strategy is something that you would really use when you know your landscape, when you know where you are, where you are a known entity and where people are. So therefore, you do not have to put out your message all over the place. You really can focus on a very limited demographic. You can really... Um, cater your vocabulary to being very specific to talk to a very small subset of people because you know that you're going to quote unquote reproduce. In other words, your message is going to make it in that group. So use the, um, the example of a corporate environment. If you're in a corporate environment and you are talking to your particular team, so you are the leader of that team, you can take the time to personalize your message for your team members in order to ensure that they feel that they're getting that one-on-one -on -one attention from you. Now, you can only do this in an environment where you have already established yourself, where you already have the team, and what you're doing is building rapport because the more that they trust you, the better your experience with them, then the more likely that they're going to go off and be inspired and do really great work. This would be a strategy that you would use even in your own uh, household or in your own neighborhood, or if you're building a small business, this is the kind of strategy that you start to work with when you already have a certain kind of um, experience, but more than anything, a certain amount of a, of a reputation and of a respect that is growing. And what you're doing is investing in order to move people to, to gain a greater um, relationship with someone. So this is the kind of strategy you would use with your existing clients, for example, in order to move them into maintenance plans, in order for them to renew, in order for you to have a long-term relationship with people. So if you're looking to build a business where you have long-term relationship, you're probably going to use a an R strategy, which I'm going to talk about in a second in order to create the relationship, the original relationship with your clients, but the relationship going forward, if especially you want to move people into higher tickets, whether or not you want to create something that, um, 
is a long-term relationship where there is multiple renewals or the purchasing of loyalty or something that moves forward over time, then in that case, you want to move from an R strategy over to a K strategy, where the strategy is I invest more in this particular person or in this group of people. I get to learn who they are. I understand what their needs are. And then I speak to them, even in jargon, using words that are more appropriate as if saying to them, I see you, I know you. That's really what a case strategy is. So in other words, when I'm starting off in my business, if I'm using it from a business perspective, or even if I'm looking to join a new community dynamic, and I want to reach people who don't know me, I would not speak to them with words that are too jargon based, that are too based in, um, that are maybe so personalized to me. For example, I'm in the process right now of editing a book. Um, and in this book, I'm having to be very careful to not use my words, my phrasing, my way of being, because this book is supposed to touch a broad spectrum of people. And therefore, it's important that the author's um, used a very generic type of vocabulary, still specific to the overall theme, but not so um, personalized, because this is not a book that you would read after you know the subject matter. This is an entry-level book to get you into the subject matter. So this is a great example of where you would use an R strategy. Now, let's go into what an R strategy is. An R strategy instead is a strategy that is really about creating something that can move out to the masses. So in an R strategy, for example, you have an organism that's living, a plant that's living in an unstable environment where they don't necessarily know where they're going to land next or where the seeds are going to go. And they probably have a shorter lifespan. So therefore, they need to reproduce very quickly. This is your dandelion strategy, for example. This is the, um, the strategy of certain kinds of like trees that that might have um, uh, like maple trees that have like flying uh, seeds. This is the strategy of a plant that has a non-predictable type of environment and th that where they could be on the edge of a road or a wildflower would have this type of environment where where they are right now is um, very connected to the place like it needs and but the the next the place where their seeds land could be very very different they also reproduce very relatively quickly they have many children and honestly the mortality rate is high so this is like your sunflower seed where you know mortality rate could be high because we're eating those seeds you know and things like that so in this case when you have a, an r strategy this is the strategy that is about speaking to the masses. So this is where you don't, you can't afford to have any extra help necessary to be understood. So um, for example, uh, a sunflower seed, as I was saying, once it's dried, all you have to do is put it in your mouth, crack it, and you can get to the little seed inside. It doesn't require any extra type of tools. Uh, a dandelion just needs a puff of, wi of wind or a child that comes and blows, and all of a sudden the seeds fly off like little parachutes. This is an R strategy. And this is the type of strategy that you would use when you're first trying to break into something. So use the example of a um, an entrepreneur, right? The entrepreneur that is looking to um, get their name out there and draw intrigue might use, you know, reels, might use a, a flyer, 
that is a very easy to print small flyer that doesn't cost too much, but I blanket the area. In this particular case, you wanna make sure that whatever it is that you're communicating has to be easy to understand. So this is the place where you simplify your language as much as possible. You make it so that when you arrive, like when the person picks it up to read it or hears it of some sort, if it's a radio spot because it's very generic, it has to be in a language that that's easy for the masses to understand. So rather than a case strategy where you can speak in like specific jargon, and I see this mistake a lot done in certain entrepreneurs that work online in the online space. So you go to see an ad on Facebook and it's written in a way where really only their customers would understand. But that's a our strategy medium, something like a YouTube or whether you're talking about something really broad, this is an R strategy medium and you're using K strategy language. So you have to make sure that your language and your medium match up. So it's important for you to really think about what your messaging is first and foremost and base that on who your messaging is going to and what level of uh, what's the word I want to say of loyalty or un or knowledge that they have of you? These are some of the elements that allow you to understand whether you want to have a case strategy or an R strategy. If your audience does not know you at all, if you're going to a broad sector of folks, you want to use an R strategy, which means light simple. Once it um, connects, it needs to be able to dig itself in very quickly. So use the example of a dandelion seed where the little parachute flies off, it lands, and it is very likely that it is easy for it to enter into the dirt. So if there is a hole in the dirt, then, the, then the, that seed can come in and start to grow. So it needs to grow actually even very quick out of the seed. So your language, your uh, way of connecting to the person has to be something that hooks easily and that can then um, expand so that it has to be very understandable and the action the call to action has to be very simple in an r strategy where and this is the same as even if i'm talking to my family if i'm talking to my children um if i'm talking to you know a, a group of people if i'm in any kind of organization it doesn't matter the kind of communication it really depends more on the environment and the relationship if you need it to multiply and to reproduce quickly you need to make it really simple and you need to make it something that hooks quick and that has a very easy call to action. If instead you want to um, do something that has much more of an investment, you have something that has a much more return on investment, you wanna make sure you already have a relationship, you wanna use language that is very specific, that is easy for them to understand, and um, but more uh, can even be specific to what is happening in that moment or specific to the industry or the knowledge base of the people that are listening to you. And you want to be able to, you can take the time to send two, three, four, five messages of some sort, whether that is presentations that you do or whether that is emails that you send out or depending on what it is. It's kind of hard to give a lot of examples because I'm trying to be generic to say that this could be either professional or personal, but hopefully you'll get a 
better understanding of what that is. If you don't, please feel free to reach out to me and ask me and I'm happy to talk about it because it is important for you to understand that R and K strategies um, are something that you think about beforehand. And you could have a business, for example, that has both. It has some things that you do in an R strategy, such as this podcast. This podcast is an art strategy. I'm trying to use a language that's easy for you to understand. I'm trying to make it interesting for you to just be curious and, and have you connect. I'm hoping that after this, you will come to the Naturally Conscious community and have a discussion or write me a comment or reach out to me in some way because this in information is interesting and intriguing and it catches your attention. Once instead, for example, you come into the Naturally Conscious community, to me, that's a case strategy. That's a place where we start to have our own language. We call ourselves sprouts. We start to talk about more in-depth conversations. And with the different levels, you come more into the community so I can talk in a way that is much more elevated, that is much more um, plant-specific, for example, and most people then can start a conversation based on that because there is a relationship and an inherent shared knowledge base. So this is kind of the difference between an R strategy and a K strategy. So I want to hear your thoughts on what it was that we talked about. So you could leave me a comment here wherever you're watching or listening to this. Or better yet, as you, I already just said, I would prefer if you would, you know, join the conversation in the naturally conscious community, because NCC is really your supportive ecosystem for exploring a new way of living and collaborating with plants, and it's the only place online for us to really have these conversations. So I hope that you will join us, join myself, join the plants in the naturally conscious community, and until next time, I am delighted to support your evolving green brilliance. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.